Good evening and welcome to the I Am Enough Period podcast. This is episode one, and I appreciate you joining me today. My name is Trinary Quinn, and I've invited some guests. So I have with me Tasha Johns, owner of Nail Candy 1122. I have Kiva Coles Benson, who is pursuing her master's degree. She's an MBA candidate. And she's a member of Sigma Gamma Rho Sorority Incorporated. We have Tracy Thomas, the owner of Advanced Medical Services, which was founded in 1999. I wanted to add that um, Tasha's been in business for over nine years. Um, we also have Allison Benton, who is an employee of Baltimore County Public Schools, and she is pursuing her bachelor's degree in social work. Thank you ladies for joining me. You can say hello. Hello. All right. So, so I read something that said everything you've ever wanted is one step outside of your comfort zone. I do not know if it's true or not, but what is the alternative, right? You're either good with being complacent or you wanna mount up to have it all. It's all up to you, which brings us to today. The topic for this first podcast is brave enough. Again, my name is Drenery Gwen and I'm your host of I'm Enough, period. For a little over three years, my mantra has been I'm enough. I was saying it, but it was not showing in my life. I was trying to live it. I was at least speaking it into existence, but my life did not emulate those beautiful words. I'm enough. I am really enough. I am the happily ever after. Me. I'm in the company of some beautiful women who may or may not share those same sentiments, but that's what we're gonna be talking about today. Let's dig in. So Tracy, what does being enough mean to you and how is it showing up in your life? For me, when I think of being enough, I'm putting myself first. You know, I'm making sure I'm good. Um, because for me, I tend to make sure that everybody else is good. So for me, being enough is doing everything that I'm supposed to be doing for me, making sure at the end of the day, Tracy is good. So for me, doing everything for me and focusing on me is letting me know that I'm enough. What I set out to do, making sure that I do it. And if I didn't accomplish it, why? Why didn't I get there? Um, for me, I, I'm, I can tend to procrastinate sometimes. So for me, when I measure I'm enough, that means I did what I set out to do. And if I didn't do it, I know why, and I know how I can pick up later and continue to do it.
Allison, what does it mean for you? So for me, being enough means that not doing anything on anyone else's terms, just doing them on my terms, um, doing it at my own pace, but knowing that it doesn't require a lot of, I would say I am a procrastinator, <laughs> but it still gets done just on my terms. <laughs> I had to laugh because I said, oh, okay, I am a procrastinator. So, uh, so but knowing actually, that I am worthy. So actually being enough to you means charting your own course and pacing yourself to, to maintain yeah. or to achieve your own goals. Mm -hmm. Okay. But still knowing that I am worthy of it. And what it sense. means, whatever you're trying to achieve. Yeah. Okay. Tarsha, what does that mean for you? Being enough means for me to try to be able to be able to fulfill the things in my life that makes me happy and not always trying to make other people happy all the time. I mean, it's nothing wrong with making others happy, but trying to make myself happy. And, and it can be the littlest thing, but also trying to, with that, meeting the goals that I need to meet, that's enough for me. Mm. But just putting me, putting me on top. And some people may say that's selfish, but Sometimes you have to be a little selfish when you're thinking about being enough. But let me ask you something. Doesn't yeah. it, doesn't being enough mean that sometimes you have to take time out of life for you? Doesn't it yeah. mean that sometimes you, you have to be better within yourself to be able to give more to others? Yeah. You know what I mean? Cause some, yes, because sometimes if you're not in a good space, you're not going to be able to even give yourself what you need besides also trying to give somebody else. So you have to be in a good mental space. And a lot of times, a lot of us as black women, we are not always in a good mental space. I agree. Kiva, what do you think? Um, as far as being what it means to be enough. Yeah. Or just, for me, I would say that it is, learning how to show myself more grace, mm -hmm. understanding that even when I may not set out and achieve every goal that I wanted to, that I'm still enough even in those situations when I didn't do that. So that means being easy on yourself and not being so hard and demanding. Exactly. exactly. I agree. I do believe that a lot of times we set, we set these large goals instead of small obtainable goals. And then when we don't meet any of those goals, we feel a sense of failure. And I just, I think that we, we, we as black women, you know, we, we have high expectations and we demand a lot of ourselves. Um, but I don't, I don't think I've ever heard anybody say, give myself mercy. That, that was a good one. Thank you, Kiva, for that. Um, I thought that I was doing the work until my therapist took care to show me that everything that was showing up in my life was in fact the opposite of being enough. I was finding myself still in situations that left me proving myself, my qualifications, my skills, my um, being a good woman in intimate relationships, um, a good daughter, a good mother, friend, sister, all my relationships and or situations 
um, were like me proving a fucking thesis, okay? Um, I just never felt like I was worthy. And I was trying to convince everybody or um, my employers that I was worthy. Kiva, can you relate to that? Um, I would say I can. I, I do have a problem with being afraid of disappointing other people. So I think that I put I put more weight on my more weight on myself than what I need to because I I'm too concerned about what other people think. Um, so that's just something that I'm constantly working on. Mm -hmm. I've heard Tracy say the same thing. Tracy, can you elaborate? Um, you know, I've always been a people pleaser. Always. I've always cared what people thought because that's how I was raised. I was, I was raised to care. But then when I got to a place when I realized, well, people don't care so much about what I think. They're still moving the way they want to move. So I, I feel like that gave me permission. So yeah, I, I can agree with that as well. I think too, in business, I think I think in trying to obtain, you know, your own lane as far as business is concerned, I think sometimes to balancing all of that, you are Tracy, the person, you're Tracy, the business owner, you're Tracy, the wife, you're Tracy, the mom. And how are you, how do you compartmentalize? You know, it's a good question. And it's taken some time. It's taken some trial and error um, because I'm a lot to everybody, like you said, mm -hmm. all those hats. And I'm not going to say I'm the hardest person on myself, but I like to give 120% all the time. That's just how I am. I don't have that. I mean, when I worked at Burger King at 14 years old, I will never forget. <laughs> when I learned how to make a sandwich, at 14 years old, I made sure every time I made a sandwich, it was just as if I was going to eat it or somebody else that I knew was going to eat that sandwich. That's just how I am. I like, I just, so I realized like, okay, so if I'm going to make this thing work and work from home, nonetheless, because y'all know me, I'm always working, but I had to find a place where I had to learn how to turn things off, you know, put things to the side and give attention to where they, sh they should be that work life balance. And of course, you don't really know how to do that until sometimes you fall short and you realize like, okay, I need to be paying attention to some other areas. Even though my business is in a home, I need to find some areas where I can pay attention to my home. You know, my house shouldn't be falling apart because I'm working. So mm -hmm. it's just, it's, I think, it, you know, sometimes it's trial and error. And when you sit back and really pay attention, mm -hmm. you can get a hold of it. You can, you can get in front of it. I agree. I agree. I also, I also feel like, I, type, I entitled this podcast, this first episode, Brave Enough, because I feel like being a Black woman in America during these times is a big deal. I think it's a big, big, big deal. And I feel like it's brave to take on these obstacles or it's brave to be a wife a mother, a business owner, and then to maintain all of those things, how do you take inventory and check in on yourself to make sure 
that you are doing things to say, I'm enough for me. How can you answer that, Allison? Well, it's been, it's been difficult because work comes, well, work doesn't come first. Kids come first. So I always come last. I even come last to work. So I'm up while everybody's still asleep through hours of the night. I don't go to sleep until 7 a.m. And I have to work at 9 a.m. So that's been a real struggle. So to check in on myself since school has ended for me, and even when the kids are still doing their work, I actually had to stick with the routine of staying up at night after they go to bed, but I still check in with myself. So I actually write in the journal. I actually take time for me time when they're asleep, though. That's so how, how what do I've been you know? doing. So let me ask you this. How do you know? Like, what, what are your, what do you check yourself against, though? So do you say, I have, I'm, I'm resting? You know, how do you check in on your mental stability? How do you check in on your physical? Like, how do you check in with yourself to say, I'm good. I'm good. Not the kids. So I did I a project. And that's, so this is the thing. I did a project on self-care recently. And it like really made was mental awareness month for that that May. So I knew then because I was like at this place where I was overwhelmed anyway with everything. That project was like an eye opener because pushed me to my limits for one with everything that I was on in school with them with everything with work because work was it's, it's just non-stop being in this house with everything 24 7 is in itself it's, it's just it's a mental thing anyway being home all day and dealing with everything so I started working out because that's the relief right there then I started writing more mm. about my daily activities. Me writing, writing poetry, that also helps me. So working out, that's a trust reliever. That's just done in itself. That really helps. So that helps my mental state. That weighs me out. But that's when I knew I needed to check in every day. And then I have an app on my phone. It's called Calm. So I meditate. But I straight away from meditating. I'm meditate. familiar with Calm. I'm familiar with Calm. <laughs> I strayed away from meditating. So every time I notice that I meditate, it, it does something for me. And it checks in. It's like, like new features. And I say, oh, okay. So it asks me, how's my day? How's your day? How you feeling? And I say, oh, okay. So it's like a daily <laughs> journal. <laughs> I say, oh, I like this. It's a new feature, but I'm like, it really helps. And then I really they had come for college and I said well dang I didn't know they had come for college maybe if I would have looked into this when I was in school it would have helped alleviate stress too because they had different activities on there and I wouldn't have been as stressed in college especially with everything going on now so I mean it was different things but I said you know you can't allow yourself to really stray away from meditating because that really helps me 
and they have different things on it. Like, what you going through for anxiety? What you going through for stress? What you going through for this? So, would you agree that meditating is big for me? I think I think medita- meditating is good. I think that yoga is good. I think anything that raises your endorphins or anything that alleviates stress is good. But I think in the black community, especially with black women, um, we don't do mental health checks. So we're not supposed to acknowledge that you have anxiety. We're not supposed to, a lot of us don't acknowledge that we are depressed. Um, And I think that a lot of us don't seek therapy. (laughs) A lot of us don't seek therapy. Because um, I think that we are more in tune with, we are black women, we're strong, we can carry the weight of the world on our shoulders. Um, That's what we're known for, that's who we are. We don't do therapy. What goes on in this house stays in this house. But the the thing of it is, I I don't think that sick people know that they are sick. And I don't think that, um, I, I think for me, I think that a a big part of being brave is admitting that you need help. You know, and I think a lot of us um, aren't at that place where they can admit that they need help or that they need more or that I have anxiousness or anxiety. Um, I need, I've had childhood trauma because those unaddressed issues, they snowball and you become um, an unhealthy or an angry woman. And then your children become angry and unhealthy children or grown men or grown women. So I think, think to me, part of checking in is checking the mental. And when you're journaling or when you're writing, I know for me, I can feel the triggers. And, and, And I may at times have situational depression. And I know for me, I, I don't have a problem checking in with my therapist. Um, I've been in therapy for three years and, and I feel like I can tell because it's, it's showing up. Um, I posed a question to a group of friends uh, the other day um, that said, and thank you, Allison, for that. Um, I posed a question to a group of friends of mine the other day. And the question was, when you become a millionaire, what is the one thing that you are going to do for yourself no matter what? And the operative word was yourself. They responded with what they would do for their children, their spouses, their mothers, um, never carving out any room for themselves. What would you do for yourself, Tasha? Uh, Well, number one, I'm paying off all my debt my debt and then i'm going to pay off doug's and my sons but you heard me say mine first um i just if i had that kind of money i would make sure that all my debt is paid off and then eventually look into maybe um investing more in some type of stocks um i don't really i mean eventually probably buy a house but i just want to be debt free it means a lot to me it's interesting that you said what you said. I'm gonna pay off my debt, Doug's debt, 
And Doug is your husband, right? Yes. And your son. So mm -hmm. we do that, women, not just black women, all women, right? So we, if you're in an intimate relationship or you are a mother and somebody says, tell me about yourself. First thing we say as women is I'm a mom or I'm a husband. I mean, I, I, I'm a mom and um, I'm a wife, right? And then they say, um, I have a great job. You know, I went to Yale. Why didn't you, why didn't you leave with, I went to Yale? Why, why do we associate who we are or our accomplishments by what we do as far as parenting or being wives? Why is, why do we do, why do we attach um, being a mom or a single mom or a wife to our accomplishments? Why do you think we do that? Well, I think from, I'm going to say for myself, I say that because I'm an only child and an only grandchild. So being a person who was always by themselves, I look at the fact of having a family as a great accomplishment because I was one that, you know, I, I didn't have siblings. So I was pretty much, pretty much by myself. So having my son, having my husband to me is a great accomplishment. And I don't, I guess I never looked at it the way you're, you're stating it. Um, I just looked at it as that's an extension of me, a great that's, extension. That's a fair, that's a fair answer. But do you notice ever when men are asked, tell me about yourself, they leave with accomplishments? That's true. And, and it's not to say that being a single mom or um, overcoming poverty, or being the first to graduate college in your family is not an accomplishment. It's not an accomplishment at all. But I find that as women, especially black women, we, we um, use sometimes being a mom, or being a wife as an accomplishment. And it's nothing wrong with that. I also think that um, sometimes when we take time out for ourselves or we get something, we tend to feel guilty for taking time out for ourselves or for doing something for ourselves. Um, we have to make it a us thing. And I guess sometimes making it a us thing makes us feel more like um, less guilty, less guilty. And I, and I don't know if that's a cultural thing. Um, I, I really don't know, but I do find that a lot of black women um, feel guilty for taking time out for themselves. Or I find that a lot of times women in general uh, just don't lead with their accomplishments they lead with, I'm a mom, or I'm a wife. And men lead with their accomplishments. I do, I do find that. And, and it was funny, because when I asked that question, like, what would you do for yourself? You know, you know, the women start talking about what they would do for their kids, what would they do for their husbands? They, they didn't even say, 
I would go get my nails done and then, or I would take a trip to Hawaii and then it was just like they, they don't separate themselves from family. It's just like they all one. But we're really not essentially all one. You're Tasha the individual, you're Tasha the wife, you're Tasha the mom, and you're Tasha the business owner. And it's just interesting to me as a woman, um, a lot of times we just, we don't look at ourselves. And that's what I mean by being enough. We don't look at ourselves as uh, individuals deserving of certain things. And I just find that interesting. What do you think, Tracy? Thank you, Tasha. I agree with that because, you know, I, I was, I was guilty of it too. Um, just, I didn't initially hear it as what would you do for you? Mm -hmm. Because hearing it afterwards too, I can, I can give you a, a whole story of what I could do for me. You think that's what those, that, you think that's how those women thought? Yeah. Because mm -hmm. I think, I think it was just the way it was hearing it, you know? So spinning it differently like you said, no, what would you do for yourself, for mm, you? But you know what, it always asks yourself. I know. Question. Yeah. Mm -hmm. right. I, just, so, I just don't think that we just, I don't think that we as women know how to separate ourselves from being moms or being wives or being business owners. I don't think that we as black women that's what I mean about being enough. I don't think that we feel like we're enough or worthy of a day, a day off. Like I'm a break or, or, or I'm going to get out of the house and go do a full spa day. Like it's like you feel like you're cheating or, or you're depriving your family of something good because you're taking time to get or have something good. You know what I mean? Like I, I would assume that anybody that, that you know, fell upon... Uh, a windfall would pay off debts or do that kind of stuff. But how many people do you think would opt in to getting a massage once a week or opt in to um, do a weekend getaway once a month or do a bit bread and breakfast or have a flower delivery service, you know, every week, like just steal moments for yourself. You know what I mean? What is wrong with that? Why, why don't we do that for ourselves, Kiva? What do you think? Thank you, Tracy. Kiva. Um, I just feel like women. I think we're conditioned to feel like with like. I just feel like we're trained to kind of feel like we have to work if that makes sense like it's you spend your entire life kind of being in training i guess to get a man you can't wear this you can't wear mm -hmm. that you're supposed to do this you need to know how to cook you need to know how to clean like for men it's just oh i want to go out and play football i want to play sports this is what i want to do i'm going to get a job it's it's it, it just looks differently um with how they're trained you know, it's, it's, it's like, okay, we're taught, we're taught to do certain things to get a man, but how often do we hear about what men need to do to get a woman, to keep a woman? Mm -hmm. um, so it, 
I, it's a big society thing. That's the, the best way that I can put it more than anything. Like we, we, we play house, we play with dolls. You know, we, we, have, mm-hmm. we have these houses, we clean the houses with the doll babies. Like a lot of it is, I think, deeply rooted even in our childhood, even though mm-hmm. we didn't realize it. I think so too. I think so too. And I think like, even if you grew up in a, in a uh, single parent home, it's like, you never saw your mother like take a day off and lay in the bed and just watch soaps or you never saw her take a trip or you never heard her say well I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm go to the spa and I'm gonna you just you always saw black women work um work two or three jobs and go to school and come home and cook and you you always that's what that's what we were shown and I think that um that's what we emulate you know what I mean I think that that's where the guilt comes from. Um, you know, you you can't go get a massage, a massage. You better go home and cook your husband dinner. You better go home and do this and do that. It's just like we we were always taught to be hard, um, productive, uh, available, but we were never told we were enough. We were never. Um, we never saw breaks or women rewarding themselves. This is like almost like some new age shit, you know. Um, it's just it's just different, and I, I think I think that being home more and 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 um, you know getting more in tune to myself, I'm really seeing that I say that I'm enough but I really am not treating myself like I am enough, you know? And, and even in relationships, sometimes it's like you're a part of a whole. So that's, that's not enough. You're a part of a whole. That's a part, not a whole. And um, I, just, I just think about it like that. I just, you know, I, I just think that being enough means that you recognize the value of just you. And it's, it's, it's not anything wrong with that. You're not cheating anybody out of anything by taking great care of yourself. Um, that you acknowledge that you must cultivate the relationship that you have with yourself. It's a relationship that you must nurture for there to be growth and for you to evolve. You know, I mean, like this is some like grown woman shit. Wouldn't you think, Allison? So I agree with everything that's actually been said. I do believe that you also do have to take yourself away from the hole and do go out and pamper yourself. Go out and take yourself on dates, honestly. And I talked to someone about that too. Um, Take yourself to the movies. I mean, take yourself out to eat. Eat lunch by yourself. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. I've done it. And you know what? I used um, to. I still do it. I would go to Barnes and Noble and spend a day. Mm-hmm. I would go to the movies by myself. You know, I would get a massage. But that stuff would make me feel good and look good and stuff like that. But I still needed approval. I still needed to prove that I was good enough. I still, even in my marriage, when you know my husband stepped out. I convinced myself that if I did more, 
if I was better, more available, more this. Yeah, and I was still doing those things that you said. But I, I do feel like a lot of value and time has to be put on on you on the inside. I mean, because those yeah. are, the, you know what I mean? I think that, I mean, it's like a you, difference here. It is. When but, you're doing it versus feeling it. Right. Versus it, it being shown. Yeah, I do. But I do feel like, like I said, like if you're, I was doing all of that, going to the spa, going to the Barnes and Noble, going to the movies. Tracy will tell you, I would, I would every Tuesday, it's my, it's my movie day, my movie week, you know, but, but somehow, you know, even taking care of myself, I was still, that to me is surface stuff. See, that stuff is 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 great once you've dug into the inner core of yourself, like your core. You know what I mean? Because even though I was doing all of those things, get my nails done, get my eyebrows threaded, want to get a massage, I still didn't feel like I was enough for him. But his cheating had nothing to do with me. But because I did not think I was enough, I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. See, 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 you don't know that you're enough until you know that you're not enough. Until you apply for that job that you know that you are, are qualified for because you're doing it and you're making achievements. And then you're still trying to convince your boss that you're worthy of the job. Why should I have to convince you? I should already be walking in the idea of I'm enough. I, I've already proven it. Why are we proving things to people that will never see us anyway? That to me was my wake up call that I really, my I didn't really think as much of myself as I thought I did. Because if I thought enough of myself like I thought I did, I would never try to prove to somebody who never saw me anyway that I was good enough. You know what I mean? And I think that a lot of times Mm -hmm. we as women, we do all of these things, you know, um, to beautify ourselves on the outside, but we, we don't take care to do the work on the inside. And that's why we keep going in these circles and keep going in these circles um, and, and and never feeling truly happy because we're still trying to gain the approval of people that aren't worthy of us anyway. And I'm not just talking about intimate relationships. I'm talking about friendships. You know, you talking mm-hmm. to somebody on the phone and then when you get off the phone with them, you tired or didn't get anything from the conversation, but all you want to do is drag yourself to the bed and lay down. You know what I'm talking about, Tracy? I do. I do. I do. Detaching from things that no longer have any meaning, any place, any benefit. Absolutely. Absolutely. So what do you do? How do you check in on yourself to make sure that you are worthy? For me, um, I am, I don't know if all you, um, some of the ladies know or not, that I am a migraine sufferer. And um, just out the blue, oh, wow, it's, it's, it has been at least eight to 10 years. 
And it just wow. came out of nowhere. I've never been a headache person. So how are you just getting migraines? I mean, I've gone through the cluster migraines. I mean, two, three, four days, then two weeks of nothing. Then the cycle starts again. I mean, I really, really went through that. I went through using medication for my migraines. And um, I remember my primary care asking me, well, what are your triggers? Everybody's got a trigger. I said, well, I'm a mom. I'm a business owner. I'm a wife. I'm a friend, I'm a daughter. I mean, hell, look at all the hats I wear. It could be a trigger from any of those things. Well, well, do you get them at night? Do you get them in the morning? I said, I can get them anytime. I can wake up in the middle of the night with them. So that kind of bothered me. And and that always stuck out when I would talk to different people who are migraine sufferers as well about those triggers. And I realized that life is probably my trigger. So that's a that's general. That's very very general for me, and that's how I looked at it because that's that's everything. So that means I needed to do some things differently for me. So my mental check in for me, because like Drink said, you know, I maybe wasn't doing spas days as often, but for me, it was just shutting it down. That meant stopping work for me. Because see, you know, I work from home, so work is right there. It's always right there. And I love it. I fucking love what I do. <laughs> but at the same time, it's very stressful. So I had to realize, like, after I, you know, three years ago or four years ago now, um, I broke my ankle. And it was not until then that I would actually stop working and take a real lunch break. And my real lunch break was my, as Drenry would call it, my old lady nap. And that was my time to just shut it down, step away, recharge. And I realized even now with COVID, you know, allowing, you know, more time to shut down and step away, that that's how I mentally check in with myself. And I will say it out loud. I have not had one migraine since March 15th, whenever Governor Hogan said, stay at home. Drenry and I had a conversation. I said, oh my God, I'm scared. Oh my God. But I found a way to channel it. And I will still get another migraine. I will. I will. But for me, my mental check ins are for me taking a time out. Just a time okay. out for me. And, and you know, another thing, too, I was thinking like how we were talking about, you know, rel- relinquishing control. You know, you had alopecia. I had my stuff. You know what I mean? Like, we as women really have to really take the time to do self-checks and then have people that love us enough to to show up and say, look, you you don't look well. You know what I mean? You don't sound well. Um, what's going on? Be- because at the end of the day, you know, like I said, we we carry a lot as women. We carry a lot, you know. And and when we are carrying that stuff, the people that we are responsible for or to, how do we unburden ourselves? How do we unburden ourselves? You know, like I said, it's just I, I just feel like we're like superheroes almost. Like we just. 
we just keep going and going and doing and doing, taking care of everybody else and 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 trying to grow and try, but we not slowing down, taking deep breaths, looking at ourselves. Are you good? Checking your pressure, checking this, checking that. No. And you're falling apart and you don't even really know you're falling apart until you're at total breakdown mode. And then sometimes it's too late. It's too late. You know, a lot, a lot more women are checking in and, and getting therapy and things like that. Um, to me, that's brave. But I also feel like a lot of illnesses that we get are related to not taking care of ourselves, not valuing ourselves, and not really, really, truly believing that we are enough. You know, that we are enough. And, um, you know, I find, I find sometimes I see women who go into situations and then they disappear. And, you know, like the twins, when the twins, you ever heard of that syndrome? When the twins, uh, a mother's carrying a twin and then one disappears into the other. Um, I find sometimes that, you know, when people get in relationships, they're no longer an individual. They're a part of that person and they no longer have their independence or their sense of self, you know. And I also know that I haven't always felt as worthy as I have, have all seemed to look like I was. And, and I feel like sometimes we, we do that. We, we hide behind makeup or hide behind a big smile or, or hide behind the busyness of being busy so that we don't have to take the time to look at ourselves. Have you ever seen that, Tasha? Yes. Um, basically, I would say, I know for me sometimes I like to just keep moving. And I always feel like a lot of times for me, when it comes down to, to I guess, um, I guess shutting down, I get sick. Sadly though, I mean, and I think that's, I mean, this COVID thing has made me kind of appreciate it in a way. Cause I was just all, just constantly moving, constantly, constantly, constantly. But, um, it might have been a, it might, I mean, the COVID thing for me might have been a good thing just to sit down. Because, I mean, I'm always on 110. So. I do think that, <laughs> it's funny that you just say that, because I do think while COVID has served its purposes and the fear category and and taking lives and you know ruining the, the economy and all that kind of stuff it has also served in some positive ways too mm -hmm. because I feel like we've been given time that we will never get back um to regroup reorganize you know um uh, you know become more faithful or grateful and um, reposition ourselves. Um, and I do, I do feel like it has changed me in a lot of ways too. I don't feel like I'll ever be the same and that's a good thing. Um, but I also appreciate the small things. 
I appreciate the small things and I take great care to like meditate, like Allison said, and I've been doing yoga. I've been walking and um, eating too. I've been eating too. Um, but I have also have been taking care of myself. Allison called it self-care because a lot of things being at, at a shelter in place, you have to do for yourself cuticle oil, you know, Epsom salt baths, you know, aromatherapy, just taking care of yourself. And I think um, it has allowed me to dig deeper into myself. And like Allison said, journal and things like that, because before this happened, I was on like uh, autopilot. I was just moving, moving, moving. I was sleeping four hours a day, maybe three hours a day, getting up, moving, doing this, doing that. I was just like, like a robot. You know what I mean? And, and life happens. You don't even have time to think that you don't have time to think that you're not taking care of yourself. You're just moving. You know what I mean? Do you understand what I'm saying, Tracy? I do. <laughs> like yeah. you said, there was no time to prepare. It happened, yeah. and we and we found out. Yes, I agree. <laughs> yeah, I I just I just feel like, and I keep I say every day because while I feel so bad and I feel like we were unprepared, and I, you know, I I pray for my finances and my well being, but on the flip side, I feel like everybody needed a reset. I feel like everybody needed a timeout. I feel like. You know, people needed to reconnect with their family members. And I feel like um, we just needed some quiet time. I really do. I felt like we needed some quiet time. And um, I took it, took full advantage of it. And, and as a result, I feel clearer and, and healthier and happier. Um, and, and I place a different value on things that people would probably take for granted, you know, and I feel like I'm enough. I'm starting to see that more and to understand what that really means. Because it sounds really good to say, but, but, but what it means, you know what I mean, Kiva? I do. Um, I think, you know, like with everything that I've been going through, like in the past six months or so, like with me losing my job and all of that, it taught me, it, it forced me to learn how to be still. Like I was very much so someone who hid behind being busy. Like it just, it kept me occupied. So when I pretty much didn't have anything to do and I'm, I'm having to sit in the house, it, it really forced me to just kind of think. Yeah. about who I was and how I I did attach like who I was to you know doing well in school or how well I was doing at work but it's just like okay well who are you just as you without those things um and so me not working really kind of forced me to just think about that and try to readjust um especially spiritually that's when I really got more serious about going to church and really understanding and, and digesting and taking all of that apart and why I feel the way that I feel and and actually facing it. I never really I never really faced it. Um I would say until I I really honestly when I lost my job. Um 
So. So do you think that you attached yourself and your success to your to your career or your education? I do. I think a, a lot of it was um, education. I think it had a lot to do with school. Um, and so then when all of that ended, um, I guess I really had to just really redefine, like, you know, I am I enough? Because it's like, okay, now I'm not in school right now. Or, you know, grad school looks a little bit differently from undergrad. You know, mm-hmm. it's it's less active, I guess you can say. Like, you know, in, in undergrad, you know, you're in all these organizations and there's all mm-hmm. these other extracurriculars in undergrad that don't really exist in grad. Um, mm-hmm. So now that it's just like, okay, well, you're just in school. Like, <laughs> I've been yeah. doing this. My grades have always been good. It's kind of like, so what else is there? Like, there, yeah. there has to be something more here than this. This is what I've always, this is what I know. This is what I've always done. Um, and I just knew that there was something missing from that. And so it's that's when I really say got more intentional about my spirituality. It's, it's, it's that's, not, that's, that's what I was saying when I was saying Natasha. It's like we attach our accomplishments or associate who we are with what we, you know, what we value or what we, you know what I'm not value, but like you attach your success or your happiness to your achievements in school. Absolutely. Instead of attaching your achievements to um, who you are with God or where right. you are with God. And, right. and yes, I feel like we, we do that as women. We, I was a good mother if my children turn out good. No, no, you're a good mother because you're a good mother. You know what I mean? What, what they become at some point is on them. You know what I mean? And I, I just feel like we attach ourselves to all things they have nothing to do with who we are um, internally, who we are spiritually, who we are from the depths of our souls. And I think you you hit it home, Kiva. Um, you're successful if you get a master's degree. You're successful if you get that promotion on the job. You're happy if you're achieving. But why can't you just be happy? You know what I mean? Why can't you just be happy because God loves you? Or why can't you just be happy because you're alive and somebody didn't make it today because maybe, you know, they had an asthma attack that took them out, but you're alive. You know, and I just, I feel like we place value on things instead of putting value into who we are as people or individuals, you know? And I also think too, that sometimes we invest in people, and I'm not saying that they're not worthy, but we invest in people that don't take the time or care to invest in us. And I sometimes also feel like where we're going in life or as we um, evolve, we tend to bring people with us that aren't trying to go where we are. You understand what I mean? I feel like sometimes we, um, some relationships 
have an expiration date and we just keep trying to pull them along. Do you know what I mean, uh, Tasha? Oh yeah, I do. Um, sometimes we stay friends with people and we already know that the friendship is probably gone. Mm. And I think it's because of the fact that we look at that, we have, what's that word, history yeah. with somebody and we just say, well, I've been friends with them for 20 years, but maybe it shouldn't have been 20 years. Might have should only been five. And we carry them and we don't know how to, I guess, um, break up with them in that in a friendship because we look at the fact of that they were good at one point because everything ain't for everybody and everybody not going to be in your life for a lifetime either and it's okay but again it's hard for some of us to do that i know it's hard for me because i always think about everybody else's feelings but like you said am i enough do they think about my feelings you know so i understand Breaking you know up from it, a friendship is hard. It's like mourning a death, especially if it's a friendship that has been in existence for many, many years. Um, sometimes that can be rough. And, you know, what does it look like when it's time to give up or let go or pull back or cut off or move on? What does that look like? What does that look like, Tracy? It means that you've made a decision that if you are good with the decision that you made, if you had to come to that conclusion that this is no longer benefiting me. You know, I love you. I love, I, I really do. But at this point, for whatever reason, I got to let you go. And that means that if I'm coming to that conclusion and that decision, that, that wasn't good for me. That wasn't good for me because if you've been, if we're benefiting and it's a give and take, I'm depositing, I'm taking, uh, you're, you're, I'm depositing into you, you're depositing into me, then I wouldn't even be considering or even contemplating or even having that conversation. So my thought process is if I'm starting to have to delete, remove, subtract, that's for a reason. And that must mean I'm enough and I'm going to be okay without that person in my life. Okay. And that's only because of who I am and where I am today. I know I wouldn't have always thought about that because, see, for me, I'm always concerned about, well, what are they going to think? Well, how are they going to feel? But today, I know how to pay attention to how I feel. How am I resting at night? Hmm. That's another way I measure. For me, my rest. Because Drew knows I'm a sleeper. I'm a napper. So if, if I'm not right, my rest ain't right. My rest is off. You know, so that's another way I measure. But yeah, absolutely. That looks like to me that I, I came to a conclusion that I had to make some decisions that was best for me. You know, another thing too that I, I got in touch with, that's funny. So I, I like Louise Hay, right? And she, um, she has this book, um, that tells you, like, if you're, say, for instance, you have lower back aches, it is attributed to carrying the weight of the world. If you have um, fibroids, you're mourning the loss of the love. Like, whatever it is, um, any ailment that you may have is attributed to um, what you're going through internally. 
And I have always been a believer that we draw illnesses a lot of times from what we carry in our souls and in our spirits. And I feel like a lot of times um, different illnesses or different things that we develop is based on um, what we've deposited in our spirit. And um, a lot of times, like if I get like a headache, I always look up in a book what it, what it could be attributed to and things like that. And um, for me, some of the strongest people may be carrying the most stuff. Some people who may laugh the loudest, in their quiet time are crying the most. And you just never know that that is what they're going through. It is hard being a woman, an educated black woman um, in society today. It is also hard to carry so many or to wear so many hats um, today as black women. And what I, I found is that in 45 years, I've never seen uh, so much intimidation and hatred and mean-spiritedness as I did uh, in my last position um, on my job. And I made a promise to myself that that would be the last time that I ever allowed myself to allow anybody else to make me feel like I wasn't worthy, I wasn't deserving, and that I wasn't enough. It was in that instant, in that moment, that I decided to take my power back. And I think that a lot of times, um, we as women overcompensate for what we lacked or didn't get as children or in marriages or, or whatever. Um, it is our responsibility. We have a responsibility to ourselves to deposit and to nurture and to love ourselves. And if we don't do that, nobody else is going to do it for us. You know, and I, I just, I really, really heard my therapist when she said, you don't value yourself. You are constantly asking for permission. You are constantly trying to prove you um, are worthy to others. And you are constantly trying to get people to recognize you. And I heard her and she, had made, she may have said it a time before, but in that moment, on that day at that time, I heard her and I just, I really think that we just associate our happiness to our successes and happiness is something that you have to make yourself. And then when you do all those things and you take the time to nurture yourself, you present a better self to the world. And for me, what I learned about me was that how I saw myself and treated myself was what was showing up in my life, in every situation, in my marriage, 
at my job, um, in business, in relationships, in friendships, in family dynamics. Constantly trying to prove that it wasn't your fault or that you deserve this or that um, you should see me, I'm a good woman. Instead of knowing who I am because I did the work and being happy about where I am and sitting back, relishing in that and waiting for that to show up in my life. What's showing up in your life today, Tasha? What's showing up in my life today is um, peace. Uh, being that I'm not working, neither my full-time or my business, uh, right now it's just um, embracing the peace for right now. And also with the peace, also learning new things. So I'm getting kind of the best of both worlds right now. I've, I'm getting my peace. I'm catching up on my sleep. Um, I'm starting to eat a little bit better. And then I'm also learning new things that I will implement when things, you know, are reopening. So I'm pretty happy about that. What about for you, Kiva? Um, what's showing up in my life right now? I would say, <laughs> um, that's a big question, right? A big, it big is question. a big question. <laughs> I, 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 would, I would have to say, I think when we were just, when we were just talking about, um, not, you can't take people when you're moving on and stuff. I would say understanding, especially like with friends and relationships that, um, I heard something that said, you can't, everybody doesn't have the same capacity as you. That's something that mm -hmm. I heard. And when you try to pour yourself into someone who doesn't have the same capacity as you, you end up finding yourself on the floor. Um, and I, I think about that a lot about my relationships <laughs> and understanding that it's okay to want to move on and grow and understand that you just have to leave some people where they are and it's not bad it's just that they're just not in that space to be able to receive what you're giving them um and that's not your fault so that's just something that's where i am i would say understanding that 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 it's okay and it's not me <laughs> and learning how to just let go of it because i feel like when you, because of who we are as women we feel bad about that like yeah damn i can i i want to do something that makes me happy or i want to move on from something but you feel kind of obligated yeah, yeah. to stay or to to deal with certain things and you really don't have to you, you should want to do what makes you happy just because it's simply just that um it shouldn't it shouldn't be anything extra and so just learning that you can do things that make you happy and you don't have to explain yourself for that you should be able to do it because it's what you want to do and not feel bad about it um so that's where i am can you repeat that again you um more about the capacity yes you can <laughs> you oh, i gotta get it together you gotta catch me while the flame is no, you said you have to you can't try to pour into other people who don't have the same capacity as you 
because when you try to pour into them, you find yourself on the floor. So it was a video that I was watching. It was like he had a he had a water bottle and then he had the water bottle top. And so he poured the water bottle, he poured the water from the bottle into the top. And the top, obviously, of course, the water spilled over because it didn't have the capacity to hold the water. So he he pretty much used that analogy to say, you know, you're trying to pour into someone who can't fit that. They don't have enough. They don't have the room. So they waste it. And the funny thing is the people that it's, it's not wrong. Right. It's just that they are where they are. Exactly. You are where yeah, you are. And yeah. sometimes where you are surpasses where they are. Mm-hmm. And you just have to bid yourself farewell. Absolutely. I mean, it's just, it's, and what happens is when you stay in places too long that you were only meant to stop by, it slows your growth and your evolution down. And so then you're looking back 10 years and like, dang, I lost 10 years of my life. No, you gave away 10 years of your life because you poured, you were on the floor. You know, and 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 I guess that's that's kind of where I am. There used to be a time where I had to be everywhere and somebody was having this and I had to be there because I wanted, you know, people to remember me and I wanted to be a part of. That is just the craziest thing ever. It is just the craziest thing ever. You should not be doing the same thing at 45 and 50 that you were doing at 20. One, you, sh- you shouldn't still be there. You know what I mean? And I just, I just a lot of times feel like people get stuck. And because they've been my friends since elementary school, I overexert myself because sometimes I'm going to be stuck with them. And then sometimes I'm going to uh, run up to where I'm supposed to be. And then I'm going to come back. That's exhausting. That is exhausting. And it's it's utterly insane, but on more levels than one, it's exhausting. So Tracy, what's showing up in your life today? Thank you, Kiva. Self-awareness. Self-awareness. Looking at myself. Who am I? And one of the things that really, really, really stuck out, and I have shared this with Drenery, that I can be very controlling, or at least I can. I think I can be controlling because I ain't controlling nobody, but me. And that was an eye opener, and that's all linked to my my migraines and all that stuff. At the end of the day, so for me, it's been self awareness, looking at certain things that I would do around the house, you know, with Kevin and boys, just like I ain't running nothing. I ain't running nothing. So I've started taking a, just, just, just inventory of how I am, like just certain little things that, about myself. So I say self-awareness for me, and I'm really, really, really taking a close look and working on some things. And because I'm working on them, and you know when you work on things, they're going to show up. I'm going to get tested. And I, and I laugh about it, but at the same time, it's like, wow. Um, yeah, I'm, I'll be 46 years old. It's not going to take me 46 years old to do something different but I'm aware and I'm a work in progress, you know? So for me, self-awareness. Allison, thanks Tracy.
what's showing up in your life so peace positivity energy consistency um what else i mean the serenity quote i mean it's everything i've already learned previously that you know you can't be in control of everything i think that was big because when we were growing up it was a power struggle like my mother felt like she needed to be in control of things and then i had to show her that she wasn't in control of me so then i would, it was like a power struggle going back and forth between us so then i felt like that actually trickled down the line with me and keon and me and him so i mean gotta let things go so letting situations be what they are so i mean that's just a lot of stuff that showed up yeah i just <laughs> don't fight <laughs> i don't I be trying to fight battles like i just be like oh all right have it like i just i don't i honestly don't have no more fighting me for real i just be in here like okay i think and i think too you know as you as you become happier or wholer or healthier however you you want to see it I think that you just choose to do di things differently. So you still have to fight, but it's, it's, it's going to have to be a real worthy cause to get you up in arms. And then you don't necessarily have to get up in arms. Yeah, but you don't have to get up in arms to fight. <laughs> you can write a letter mm -hmm. to fight. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And so I think you just are choosing. Oh, no, not, not those fights. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, things, everything is done, like I said, strategically. <laughs> I'll write a letter real quick. I'll be on there like, mm-mm, let me write this email, let me write this letter. <laughs> like, yeah, those types, yes. But, mm, -mm everything, no. I just choose to do things differently. So, okay. I come to the table differently, I'm like, hey, let's do this. Right, so you you just so choose I mean, to handle things differently. And what yeah, about you, Tasha? Inner peace and and just being a better person or better version of yourself. Absolutely. Remember to exhale, Allison. Remember to exhale. Mm -hmm. I said, remember to exhale. Oh, no, <laughs> I didn't say anything. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Tasha? I thought you asked me this already. Did I ask you that? What's showing yeah, up in yeah. your life? What's showing up in your life today, darling? I told you peace mm. and education. Every oh, day yeah. I'm getting more peace. And more education. And more education. Okay. Peace no. comes with sleep, comes with rest, yeah. comes with yeah yeah you did say that because and walking and walk i mean and i'm moving i mean that piece pieces of you know that fact that you can do like you know me and antoine are exercising more so just it's different it's different this walk is a little different yeah because you were telling me y'all take this walk is it on sundays we usually go we go to we go on tuesdays and sometimes Thursdays or Saturdays and we um do like most of like um we do a lot of the trails up in Harford County because like after roughly doing a walk it'd be about three or four miles that we've completed so we didn't do that long Saturday we did the trail up at Rock State Park 
because we, we saw a snake and I said, no, it's time for us to go. <laughs> yeah. I ain't playing. I don't play with snakes. And that one looked a little colored. One, a black snake. He had a little color to him. So I said, hmm, he could be poisonous. Let's go. It's time to go. He might call his buddies. Mm-mm, nope. <laughs> yeah, I remember. I, I do remember calling you. you <laughs> I said. ain't playing with that. Jeez. But you know what? It sounds to me like everybody recognize that we are in really a state of emergency. And that state of emergency is equally as important to the state of emergency for the wellness and health of ourselves. You know what I mean? It's, 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 it's real. And to me, yes, COVID-19 is a lot of things. That's a whole nother podcast. But I do feel like if you don't learn to take care of yourself, to love yourself, and that you are worthy and that you are enough by yourself, you are enough. Um, I feel like you are susceptible to some serious illnesses. And that's how I, I really, I really see things in that manner. You know, I really appreciate you ladies taking the time out of your evening to spend it with me. Um, this, this, you know, this whole taking on the idea of doing a podcast, um, just saying that you want to do it, but really doing it is different for me. It's new, it's uh, challenging, and it's a whole nother experience. And it's, it was scary um, because it was new and it was outside of what I knew and knew to do. Because it's easy to do things that you know how to do. But it's 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 challenging um, to do things that you have no idea about. All I knew was that um, I wanted to use that outlet to um, share intimate moments or to become transparent for other women who may be experiencing um, things or something similar, and really just didn't have an outlet or had never heard anybody discuss those things. And I appreciate you women taking the time out um, to talk to me. I've always believed that uh, when women get together in love and in truth, it's a beautiful thing, you know? And in closing, I want everyone to walk away with this. As a, women, as a woman or as women, we must step away from our lives for a second to take personal inventory of all that we are and have aspired to be. Are you satisfied, fulfilled, happy? If not, why? Why aren't you happy? Real work starts way down deep in your soul and requires unpacking. I recommend a notebook and a good therapist because you're going to pull up some roots that were deeply buried. But what I can tell you that there will be a wide range of emotions, but the re results will be freeing and rewarding. In conclusion, the purpose of this podcast is to assert, acknowledge and empower women to move authentically, authentically and the magic that makes them beautiful. And let me say it again. The purpose of this podcast is to assert, acknowledge, 
and empower woman, women to move authentically in the magic that makes them beautiful. I wanna thank Kiva, Allison, Tracy and Tasha for their time that they've given so freely to me today. I'm Drenery Gwen, creator of Bia Incorporated and the host of I Am Enough, period. Please subscribe to receive more. Be well.